Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson, founder and CEO of Blue Margin. And I'm Will Trickett, senior data visualization engineer here. How's it going, Will? Going pretty good. It's been a good day so far. How about you? It's good. I'm glad to sit down with you. We haven't done a podcast together yet, and I'm looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. So I think today we're going to be talking about design and the reasons that it makes sense to do kind of extensive design before actually getting into building reports. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we've had a lot of experience here at Blue Margin doing design phases with clients. And, you know, I think when we when we first started out and um, when I had first come on board, we did a lot of projects where we would just kind of jump straight into development and we didn't take the the time we needed on the front end to do designs. Um, we realized pretty quickly that that was leaving us um, kind of fumbling sometimes to fulfill the requirements for our projects because we didn't do the diligence that we needed on the front end um, to really understand the user requirements, understand the report requirements. And so we've started to really introduce these design engagements with almost all of our clients. And we've just seen it yield a lot of fruit. So I'm excited to talk through kind of some of those values um, that it brings. Yeah, good, good, good. I'm looking forward to that too. I know it can be really tempting when you're, especially when you're new at building reports, you sort of feel like, okay, I'm just going to start building. Right. The, the user told me that they want a report that shows profitability by month. Great. Right. I can do that. Um, but almost always it pays off to to do more diligence and really figure out yes. exactly uh, what report is going to deliver the highest value. So so how do you how do you get at that? Yeah, so the thing that we start with is really um, understanding what's most important for the business user. Um, and, and ultimately, this is going to lead to greater adoption of the reports once they're developed. Um, you know, one thing that that I like to kind of compare is a, like an airplane dashboard compared with a car dashboard. Yeah. Right. So when I was a when I was a kid, we got to travel to um, Hawaii and the pilot invited me up into the front. I got to sit down in the cockpit and oh, you know, look at all these dials and stuff. Right. And it just blows your mind, all these different gauges and instruments. But right. But if you asked me, like, what do these things mean? I would say I have absolutely no idea, right? It's yeah. just a bunch of data. It's a bunch of, you know, things to look at. Um, if, you know, contrast that with me jumping into my car now and I look at my dashboard, I can see, you know, is my fuel tank full or empty? Um, how fast am I going? Right. Does my oil... Um, well, not, well, yeah, is the oil light on, right? right. Am I going to need to, you know, do something that... <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. So, you know, that quick insight that you can get from looking at your car dashboard is what we're really looking for in a report. Um, we need to understand what's the key things that you need to know as a business user, not the, you know, 120 things that an airplane pilot may need to know, which could be valuable, but ultimately you're going to become overwhelmed with data and not really have... Um, quick action that you can take. I, th I think I know what you're talking about because I'll see examples of reports that um, the report writer, report author, was really trying to deliver a lot of value. And so they crammed everything mm -hmm. and the kitchen sink into that report. Um, but it makes the report really hard to to read. And, and ultimately, I think the most successful reports are the ones that are intuitive, sort of like a gas gauge. Or an oil light, yeah. Where you don't have to think about it. I sometimes say, and this is this is not a knock on my mom. She's eighty three and not super technical. And um, I often uh, will say to people, look, if I can show the report to her and she can tell me, 
even roughly, hey, it looks like on that report things are going well or not, I've probably hit about the right level. Now, maybe that's a little extreme because people with context of a domain, you can get a lot more um, detailed than that. But you want to be thinking about it that way. So it's sort of at a glance. I get it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And I think especially for users at an executive level or leadership, you know, they don't have time to sit there and try to understand all the different pieces of it. They need something that they can just pull up. Maybe it's on their phone, on their computer, get a quick pulse and then move on with their day. Um, so I agree as, as simple as we can make it, the better. Yeah. I, I think of your uh, annual physical too, right? You get to the doctor's <laughs> office. I mean, there are probably hundreds of tests they can run, but they start with pulse weight, you mm -hmm. know, blood pressure. If something seems off, then maybe there's more tests to do, but you sort of get a quick, quick feeling. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how do you go, how do you go about working with a business user who needs a report to do that design? Yeah. So it starts by asking good questions as a report builder. Um, I think that, you know, as a business intelligence expert, you bring the ability to create a solution that adds value to an organization, but you don't necessarily bring the context of the organization. You're trying to gather that from the end user. And so, you know, when you come into those design phases, you need to ask questions like, you know, what value is this report generating? Um, what metrics do you look at on a daily basis or need to look at on a daily basis? Um, what questions are those answering? What actions does that lead to, et cetera? Um, and I think as you start to explore those different um, pieces, you can really start to get into the head of the business user, not in a weird way, but in just, uh, you know, here's, <laughs> here's how they think, here's how they um, run their business. And it allows you to make decisions as you build that really touch a nerve for that user versus just trying to build everything. I love it. Uh, it, it two things you said there that I really like, because I think of this when I'm thinking about good report design. Um, what what questions does it answer? And are those high value? Um, and what what behaviors might the report drive? So when you see something on the report, does it cause you to do something good exactly. to either improve the situation or, or, or keep supporting uh, a thing that's going well? There was something else you said, uh, which which made me think of the fact that a good report builder is not only an expert at the technical tools, but also has to be able to think a, a bit like the business person, right? They have to, as you said, get in the head of the business person. So um, if if they're not able to do that, if, and sometimes we'll see this, especially at, at clients, they'll have a report builder working at the company who's good at driving the BI tool that they're using, um, but not good at, not as good at thinking about, okay, um, what's important to the business here? And so they end up building reports that are sort of uh sort of as an order taker so someone will come and say i need a pie chart you know mm -hmm. with 50 slices and they say sure here you go uh -huh. and and you know as as you know as a <laughs> as a senior don't visualization expert don't no, you don't want that yeah. right right yeah so okay. yeah i think it's uh you know the classic example is like the difference between a a fast food employee versus someone who's you know a waitress or a waiter at a really expensive restaurant like the person that you pull up to the drive up window and, and they take your order, you know, they're not thinking about like advising you on what you want to eat. You just order your burger, you get your fries and your drink, you're good to go. Um, but if you show up to a, 
gourmet restaurant, right? You're going to probably ask them, Hey, what wines should I consider here? What are some of your best offerings? Right. And you start to really actually have a, an interaction about, you know, what's, what's good, what's not. And that's the kind of person you want to be as a report builder. I love that. I'm going to steal that analogy. That's perfect. (laughs) So I think one of the things that um, comes out of, of really good design and doing design before you build, um, is almost paradoxical to the business user. And that is that it actually minimizes the total amount of work. Because if you don't do good design, you invariably end up doing lots of iterative redesign. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we've seen that um, before where, you know, we jump into a report build and it's not entirely clear what the final deliverable is, right? We know that we need to, you know, get a report that the user is going to find value in. But in terms of how it's designed and the way that it's structured, um, that's not you know really aligned on. And what happens is, yeah, you build version one and you send it out, and they say, well, this looks good, but like we want to see this too and this too, and you know that visual should be over there. We don't really like the colors, you know. And there's only so much that you can do. Then you have to sometimes just recreate um, a lot of the stuff that you already built, and so um, that can happen multiple times. And the end result is you end up you know having a much longer timeline than if you had just started from the beginning, really taking time to, you know, what we do here is we wireframe. So build out a mock-up of the report, uh, make sure that it is going to meet the user requirements and then build to that. And then usually the, you know, there's always some iterations that occur, but they're usually much more minimal than if you just start building. Yeah. Okay. So the wireframe just to to help define that for people who may not be familiar with the term is is sort of a hand drawn hand drawn on a on a computer but mm-hmm. hand drawn representation of what the report might look like and that really allows then the report builder to get in sync with the business user about the layout and what KPIs are are on it and where they might be and and so on and it really allows you to test some design assumptions and design elements for very low cost because exactly. you can do that by hand very quickly. Right. And you'll, you'll end up switching visuals so much during the wireframing. You'll build it one way or you'll draw it one way, I should say. And then you'll say, ah, you know, this should actually be over there. And, you know, you do all of that work, like you said, at a very low cost. Um, so then by the time you're, you know, you have the stamp of approval on the wireframe, you're pretty sure that this is what they want to look at once they see the final report. Yeah. And, and there's more behind it than just, turning that wireframe into a report, you know, dragging a, 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 a graph onto the page or um, KPI indicators, that type of thing. But you're also determining what your data model that supports the report is going to have to look like. And so if you, if you think you know what you need to do, maybe, and ask your data team to build you um, a, a data model to build a report on, you may be way off. And so you sort of get double whammy of, okay, I now need to iterate the report and I need to iterate the data model. And so spending that time up front really allows you to get it nailed down before you do that data work. Right. And it's the same reason why, you know, when someone goes to build a house, they hire an architect first, right? Um, you don't want the the plumbing to come up in the wrong spot of the wall and you can't connect your sink there, right? You don't want, um, you know, the foundation to be off from where you want to actually put your kitchen or whatever, like you need to take the time to make sure that that structure's in place to then build to specification. So, um, yeah, just in that same way, it's, it's really helpful for an architect to know, here's what I need to build too. And then it just minimizes all that, uh, additional backend work on the, in the later phases. Uh, that's great. You know how much I love analogies. You just gave me 
a second good one <laughs> just, just in the short podcast. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. That's great. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about this topic? You know, I think that this is probably one of the more overlooked pieces of development. Um, I think anyone can build a clean looking report, not anyone, but a lot of people can, and they can, you know, create measures in power BI, they can design a dashboard, but to really take the time on the front end to understand user requirements is a, is a learned skill. And it's something that I think is worth investing in because it's going to lead to, um, in my mind, the best results. Um, so definitely suggest really taking the time to do that up front. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. Well, uh, I've enjoyed our discussion. I really appreciate your time and I'll look forward to sitting down with you again soon. Likewise. Thanks, Rick. See ya. See ya.